And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on this Wednesday afternoon. Ward White's in for Matt Mosley alongside Aaron Sexton. Joining us now is Brandon Solis, RedRaiderSports.com. Talk a little Red Raiders. And Brandon, how are we today? Doing good. Uh, dealing with this hot weather, but uh, <laughs> everything's, going, everything's going good, though. Just how hot is it out there with the cactus in the desert? Oh, that cactus. I knew we were going to talk about that. Specifically, <laughs> I was just in my car, 109 in the car. Woo! Oh, oh. At least, yeah. Tell, tell me, change things haven't changed in Lubbock. There's still a a good twenty five thirty mile an hour wind. Uh, it's actually really calm now. Oh no! Right now, and I was just in traffic actually, which is something else with construction. <laughs> so uh, yeah, lots of change, especially with the uh, you know the football program and everything. Lubbock's just transforming over the years. Brandon, what is the excitement level for Red Raider football in Joey McGuire's inaugural season? Before we get to anything else, the excitement level that you keep hearing around town. Well, with the, I know we're going to talk about with Erod of the Cactus. We'll talk about that later. But with media days, just uh, you know, just finishing up last week, um, it seems like Joey McGuire is just having so much momentum in key parts of the year, the off season. Um, you know, things have got a little quiet there, and then you know you have Big Twelve media days where you land a recruit. He's been able to keep this train rolling somehow. And a lot of it is just people eating up the fact that, um, you know, the, the whole high school thing, his relationships, he's growing those in Lubbock as we speak. And he's been, you know, doing events across the state and, or he's done events across the state. He's done events in Lubbock. He's, you know, kind of everywhere. A big NIL announcement uh, that just came out yesterday. And everything's just kind of hitting the, hitting the ground running at full speed for Joey McGuire. And, it seems like it's just not going to stop anytime soon, especially with, you know, kickoff not even that far away anymore. Let's talk about the NIL deal. The Red Raiders have said that there is a one-year contract for scholarship athletes and a few walk-ons, preferred walk-ons, of 25000 a a, uh, a year. How, how has that been accepted uh, around campus, and, and do you feel like that that is – a huge knock for Joey McGuire. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, huge deal. It shows how much support he has from his alumni base because obviously those are all, uh, a lot of those are based off of the Matador Club, which is a, uh, a run organization that is here to uh, uh, take the uh, take the football program and programs across the campus of Texas Tech just to different levels with the, you know, the help of donations. Uh, they were able to do that with football. Um, they're able to do it with a lot of other ones. This is obviously a huge, huge, Huge deal. You get um, 85 scholarships, and I believe I saw 15 walk-ons. So a total, you know, of 100, 100 folks there at um, players that are going to get this deal. And uh, in return, they do have to complete that community service, which Joey McGuire has already done with these guys before. They're going to get all of that completed. And it just kind of helps them be able to kind of grow their own brand here in Lubbock and, you know, be able to actually reach out to the community which uh, is a huge part of the culture that uh, McGuire wants to build here um, in West Texas. Do you think that other programs around the country will look at that as maybe, hey, that's a great idea. That may be the model that we need to go by. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, with, with things when, when Joey McGuire, and he told us this at Media Days, um, his whole thing about NIL is he loves it. He eats it up. He wants his guys to be able to use their name, image, and likeness, you know, for positives. And that's one thing that he really touched on, though. He doesn't want somebody to come in and, 
and he said this um, as a quote, um, roughly, he basically kind of said, you know, there's not going to be a guy in the Red Raider locker room that's going to be getting X amount of dollars over this, this X player and not even play it down for the Red Raiders. He says they're going to deserve this money. They're going to earn this money and um, or earn any support that they do receive. And he's just handled it very, very well. And uh, the, the way he's handling it, people are enjoying it. People are actually, you know, really behind this, uh, especially this new new huge deal. That's one of the biggest ones in, across the country. Now, for those 100 players that are going to receive the 25000 in NIL money, but that's not restricted, is it? From what I understand, they can still go out and negotiate and get even more on top of that. That's just the base, right? Yes, I believe so. If I, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. If I understand it correctly, yeah, they, there's a lot more that can go into it. That's just the base for these players. How much does that help in recruiting, do you think, in the long run? I think nowadays it's going to be, if not one of the bigger selling points, and then you you got the uh, the new facility, the south or the upgrades in the south uh, end zone there to even you know recruit with that. Um, the the amount of money being invested in Texas Tech right now, solely based on donors, is incredible, and it's one thing that Joey McGuire is not shy to to appreciate and not shy to you know run away from it and to use it in recruiting. I mean, he's going to get a recruiting lounge in the new south end zone that they're going to be building and completing. I think it just brings you more momentum. And, um, I, haven't, I haven't seen a head coach get in his first year without even playing it down, have so much support just already behind him. How much has the rivalry between the Texas Tech Red Raiders and the TCU Horned Frogs grown over the past 48 hours? Yeah, I think the past 24 hours it's already grown a lot, man. I mean, you saw the some Red Raider sports subscribers. Um, we had nothing to do with that deal. We've um, they just started a thread on our board and they ran with it. Sent some cactus over to the TCU headquarters <laughs> up there at the athletic office, and that's just something that Texas Tech fans are enjoying. And it kind of gives you, especially when you when you are losing a Texas and the Oklahomas. Uh, you know, past years Texas has never really truly seen Texas Tech as a rival. They, they, some would say. Uh, down in Austin, at least, and to be able to actually kind of have this little rivalry going on, and you're keeping this TCU in, in the Big 12, hopefully, you know, Texas Tech, who knows what they're going to do the next few years, you know, but at least for now, we know we're going to be seeing the Horned Frogs on the, any any court or any, any field, you know, in the fall and spring, so it, it's actually really, it's really fun for Texas Tech fans to see, and uh, a lot of people are just eating that up. It, it's, it's grown insane. It's such a kind of momentous uh, little little moment here for texas tech at least with the cactus it's, it's insane for those who don't understand what we're talking about with the cactus this all kind of started with the athletic director at tcu saying hey we're we're not going to make any more tickets available for red raider fans because we don't want red raiders in, in our stadium overtaking our home crowd and what led into the cactus that uh, everybody's talking about right now brandon so uh, I believe it was assistant, basically, um, it was a lot of Twitter stuff. You probably want to go on Twitter for listeners that want more details into it. But basically uh, saying you can't build a brand in the desert. And he used the cactus <laughs> emoji. And uh, Texas Tech Twitter did, did its thing. And, um, you know, Lubbock loves the pettiness. We love to, you know, it, it's just all fun and games, honestly, at the end at the end of the day. But everybody on campus, uh, student organizations, uh Colleges, college of media communication, all sorts of people um, are getting behind the cactus movement. All the players, former alum, uh, are tweeting. Uh, Pat Mahomes was one of them, 
tweeted out some cactus just because you can't build a brand in the desert, but that's exactly what they're going to do. And um, I don't think there's any stopping that athletic office right now. And they're, they're doing a really good job handling it uh, professionally as well. I think both sides are. Brandon, what's the over-under that when Texas Tech plays TCU, there is a green cactus on the helmet of the Red Raiders? Oh, that's a. I never thought. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that. That. That's a. That's a good point there. And I, was, I thought you were gonna ask about fans. I. I think, as you know, as you know, Ward. I think Texas Tech fans are gonna find a way to somehow probably match the TCU fans, even in Fort Worth. I. I. You know. I. I think TCU fans are liable to make a lot of money off Red Raider fans for that oh, yeah. game in in Amon Carter because they'll understand that. Hey. Tech fans, they're they're not going to be shy about ponying up to get in that stadium, oh, yeah. especially after all this has happened, right? Oh, for sure. And then that's just going to bleed over to basketball and baseball, which <laughs> you know, both programs have been pretty successful over the years. So it's just going to bleed over, and it's going to make those games a lot of fun for, I think, both fan bases, honestly. Now let's talk some football, Brandon. As the Red Raiders in the first year of Julie McGuire, what's the strength of this football team? Right now, um, after media days and, you know, talking to those guys, I think the, the culture, the family environment, um, those guys are having so much fun. You could tell at media days, they just seemed a lot different when they interacted with each other. And um, talking to some of the players that were there, uh, including Miles Price, one of the more uh, experienced receivers now that Eric Izukanma left for the Red Raiders, is that it just seems like it's not just um, – he, he provided me with – it's not just the offense and defense anymore. We're, we're a team. When it comes to communication, when it comes to lifting whoever, whatever position group it is, whoever wants to do whatever, they're all kind of intermingling. They're all kind of doing their thing as Red Raiders. It's not just like quarterbacks with quarterbacks anymore. It's not just O-linemen, O-linemen, big guys with big guys. It's kind of everybody's just in it together. I think that's their biggest strength that a lot of people aren't going to see, obviously. And then um, other than that, I think that secondary is one going to be one of the more feistier ones in the Big 12 this year. They have a lot of experience. They're, they're returning a lot of players. I think that's going to be a really key group to key in on um, this offseason and then once the season actually kicks up. You hear of teams wanting to unite and be as one, but even in Lubbock, the big question mark has always been, or for for the most part in recent memory, has been this defense can't hold its water and help the offense. You've got to outscore people. You've got to score over 50 points a game to even have a chance. Mm-hmm. Can this yeah, defense sure. change that that moniker? Can they I think so. can they be a defense that because look, the Big 12 has has changed over the past mm-hmm. couple of years. I mean, it's no longer that high flying, hey, we've got to run 100 snaps and we've got to score in the 50s or 40s at the minimum. To, to even be able to be a part of a conversation in a football game, this defense is this this league is leaning toward the defensive side of things. Can the Raiders keep up with time and be a defensive team? Yeah, that's uh, that's a you know and obviously like you said that's been one of the biggest question marks over the past few years. I think something that um, I'm actually interested in probably doing a story about this is looking at former Red Raiders like your Dakota Allens, now your DeColin Schoolers, specifically two linebackers there. I think the pass coaches at the end of the day should receive some credit for bringing in some of those guys that actually could bring a locker room together. And I think that's kind of what helped this defense over the past few years, even though not being one of the best, obviously they want to score those points. Your past two head coaches and the past offensive coordinators and 
you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Matt Wells, uh, David Yost, that OC, and now Zach Kitley. They're going to want to put up those points. They're always going to want to do that. Now probably more so with Zach Kitley at the helm at offensive coordinator. I think he's really going to want to really want to put up those yards and put up those numbers pretty quick and quick and fast and just kind of get that going. Defensive-wise, though, I think you turn back and look at some of those leaders that they've um, obviously pushed through Texas Tech that have kind of set the bar for expectations on defense because you can talk to any of those defenders on this team now that are obviously not freshmen, but they'll lean back and say, hey, Dakota Allen will do this, or Jordan Brooks, who's a late first-rounder in Seattle, who I, I don't know if he led the Seahawks in tackles, but I know he was up there in tackles his rookie season. They're going to look back at those guys and say, hey, this is what they taught us. This is what we're going to teach you, and you got to carry that brand on defense. Let the offense score the points because they, they're going to want to score those points, and they're going to figure out how to score those points. But I think that's one key part in that defense that really kind of push, pushes them close to where they want to be is that past experience of those players. And then you get a guy like Tim DeRuiter who's coached uh, you know a lot of NFL guys in here. Just kind of seeing how his system works year one is going to be interesting. Are we going to see the Red Raiders return to the high-flying offense in your mind? In my mind, I want to say yes. Um, just based off of Zach Kittley's record, when he was here, obviously, with Pat Bailey Zappi, who he's now a New England Patriot, got drafted by those guys. and He's always kind of had – he's always kind of figured out a way to get his quarterback and his receivers those touches and those numbers. I think we will see a pretty high-powered offense, especially with guys like Miles Price. Um, he has a lot of speedy weapons out there that he can really use. Once we figure out who that quarterback is, which, you know, maybe they've done that already and just haven't said anything, but – once they solidify starting quarterback some way, um, you're going to start to hear more and more about how they're going to want to utilize this offense. That was my next question, Brandon. Who is the starting quarterback for this Red Raider football team in your mind? In my mind, I believe uh, you got to look at Tyler Shuck. Unfortunate injury last year, obviously. He did have some hiccups there, and we did see him play. But he was brought in from Oregon as a transfer to lead the Red Raiders from, from day one. And I don't think that's honestly really kind of changed now, um, depending on, obviously, I haven't been to some of those, you know, off-season individual workouts, whatever they do. Once we do have access to that, um, I'm going to see how he kind of looks out there. I do know Donovan Smith will push him for his job and Baron Morton. They have three guys that are capable, but I just think it's kind of Shuck's job to lose. Brandon Solis, RedRaiderSports.com with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Brandon, go find you a cactus and have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, too. Thank y'all for having me. You bet. There he goes. Red Raiders in their cactus. I've even seen some some shirts with cactus on them in the double T as well. And it's there was a I saw a post on Twitter that I thought was kind of funny. It was you know uh, Baylor sent Joey McGuire out to Texas Tech and he's already got them feeling the same way about TCU as Baylor fans. <laughs> yeah, they are worked up, man. They are, and it all started with with hey, we're not going to let Red Raiders take over our stadium. Yeah, that was that was a not. Even if you want that to happen, you don't put it out there no. like that. All you're doing is 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 pour whack. gas on it. Yeah, you're you're hitting the hornet's nest with a stick because now <laughs> now they're going to come out even more. Absolutely, and and what I read uh, from one online is that you could do it by buying one of their mini packages, which I believe is a couple of different three-game packages, and they're right. like, I'll just do that and give the tickets to the other two games away because I'm going. <laughs> well, you could do that, or I, and I, I believe TCU fans will certainly sit sit back and go, I can make what off right, this one game? Right. 
Yeah, make it make a few bucks ourselves. Yes. Either way, I think they could buy those packages and then sell that one game and pay for their package. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Or pay for their summer vacation in some cases. <laughs> I I predict, and I'm not exactly going out on a limb here, but there will be a lot of red and black in the stands for that game. I I think so. I you know there always is anyway, mm-hmm. but now it, you just doubled down. Yeah. So now they made it personal. <laughs> All right, thanks to Brandon Solis talking Red Raiders uh, with us here on the Matt Mosley Show. Coming up next, Aaron Sexton's Campus Confidential. That's next on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. 